0: A part of elo is for us to dream up a reality. It's for us to talk a dream. It's for us to sit there and to really think, this is my
1: year. Ah, the past. It wasn't Sha about the past. There is no past. So our focus has to be, there's a Sarmera, but I think we hyper focus on that Sarmera way too much. And we don't put enough into my asetoy of how am I going to grow more and more and more this year?
0: Hi everybody! This is Ari Ben and this is Yassi Ben and this is the Two Cents Podcast, brought to you on powered by Meaningful Minute.
1: How's it going, see? everybody? You see, welcome back. Uh, that's what it's welcome about. Back. Yeah.
0: Now, uh, oh, Yassi, I see, I see you're <laughs> drinking something
1: sorry i'm gonna I, i'm gonna tell you something i have a thing i have a mm-hmm. new thing i have a new thing there's a new thing i do now and it's actually not in this cup but anytime anyone i know goes to starbucks anyone in my house and there, are you know sometimes people live here so anytime someone goes to starbucks they know they have to also ask for a ice water and they put and it ice. into a, a thing and they bring it over to me. or anytime i have to unfortunately end up in a starbucks instead of a real coffee place um, and I carry Ooh. around with me a sprig of uh, nana, a sprig of mint, and a little lemon packet, or a wow. true lemon. And I make myself some uh, limonana, and I'm addicted.
0: Wow! You make uh, you have a travel limonana kit.
1: I have half the amount of coffee I drink in a day because I limonana like crazy. I just uh,
0: okay. So, yeah, uh, it's so impressive. I have my
1: I have my ice water, and I'm ready to go. Good. Well, funny you
0: should bring that up, Yasi, because yeah, I have my um, coffee because there are those of us who decided, and yeah. I just pulled it out right now.
1: I knew, I knew you weren't interested <laughs> in my ice water at <laughs> no all. No care, no you care. Cared I, for, <laughs> I your was. Your <laughs> care for one minute was so disingenuous. I was like. I'm gonna call yeah, out see, after we stop recording.
0: You could have said, "Well, now I'm a vampire. I just suck <laughs> on cold blood of people." I'm like, "Okay, that sounds good." You have a vampire kit like that. That would have been because yeah, okay. I'm I'm flying right now. Yeah, here. The, okay, if you're depressed, see what I mean?
1: Then, drink okay. some
0: pressed. So uh, we're not getting paid for this. It. It's not like whatever. I just um. After Shabbos, I felt just like us, just a bag, like inside me, I felt like a bag of just waste. I just felt like just a, a, a big, I, that's it. I, I just felt like I needed some kind of a, a health jump. And I look in and this has an OU and they have it here in LA. And you do a, uh, so I'm doing what, what the children, I think, I think referred to as a cleanse. And so the children say it's a cleanse. Um, and they say it like that also. They say it as a question. Nobody says cleanse. They say cleanse. So um, this is how, and so I've been doing that, this now. But for that's
1: like, an LA, that's an LA thing in general. I remember yeah. when I had LA students, I would always say to them I'm like, oh, hi, you know, what's your name? Is like, uh, a Mike. I'm like, I, are you asking always me? Always ask I don't, a question. Yeah. I don't
0: yeah it's the truth some sometimes i don't know how to my mom as if you can call like i don't where where am i going with this so that's it and, and and they have like greens and and all these different so i baruch hashem uh for the past day have been doing this and and it's been and it's been uh keeping me a little bit just healthy a little bit cleaner i'm gonna do it for right. like a few days and so and so we are mid cleanse and it's funny because when I listen or watch this episode in a year from now, I'll be like, uh, what were you thinking? <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like back at? onto it, but yeah, but, but it's go. Cool. But yeah. you see, I believe that the cleanse Yossi can segue us into, uh, what does want to talk about today? Uh, starting out brand into, new
1: into the, into the <laughs> cleanse into the real and, cleanse. and,
0: and, and into the real, ah, uh, into the real clans, <laughs> and the,
1: <laughs> Ari, and the real clans, like Yes, I feel like halachically. I feel like we're not going to mention El without some sort of mushle about a king and his son. I, yeah. I don't. Um, I don't have I, one. Well, I just they, well, there was El- once a El- king.
0: El- so LL, they even go full king and son by adding another two, meaning they generally have three sons for the L one. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the the other two nobody likes. Uh that, that's just the way It's the way that it goes. But we're gonna yeah. segue into L right now. We're gonna talk about L. And the reason why we're talking about L is because we wanted to give everybody more of a brighter perspective, more of something I feel. Uh, to really be able to grab and hold on to. Something that um, we should look forward to. It's what I want. Right. So I want for everybody to to be able to have. So let's just jump right into it. Elo was always something that when you got to Yeshivas, it basically meant the end of fun. You know, that's step right. one. You know, um, it, it just... Even people who have left school now still have that feeling of when school begins, just because when L comes, they can be in right. their 50s, but still have that feeling of, uh, you know, it's it's upended. That's it. You know, we right. had a good time. Right. But that's really not the case. So, yes, I think we should start out with the Riv Berkowitz take on L, because for me, that's what I look Go into every that. single year. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it.
0: So, um... I looked into the Torah of Avram. I'm so excited to share this with you. This is a side actually, point. It's actually
1: very, it's very interesting you said that because like literally two days ago, um, I have uh, I have this thing I love doing for myself where I set a reminder for next year. Um, something that I know now I should have done. Like what, So I set a reminder for next year. So like for instance, this past year, you're like this one, uh, I made a, a video about it, but uh, Hanukkah, uh, the night before Hanukkah, um a reminder pops up on my phone that i wrote a year ago and it said nothing's going to be ready the monar is not going to be ready you're not going to have enough wicks everyone's going to be running around no one's going to be listening to the broadcast your job is to be calm wow and I, I i in one moment loved and appreciated myself so much i thanked myself a year ago myself a year ago for telling me that And I did, I had a different Hanukkah. So this year uh, popped up on my phone uh, uh, two things, uh, you know, know where you want to dive in Slichot and because we start Rosh Chodesh right after Rosh Chodesh and and look at the rubber record sheets. Those are the two things that popped up on my phone for El.
0: There you go. And and obviously, Yossi wrote uh, this year uh, for Tisha, Buffer for next year, if we don't have Mashiach, then listen to Ari's. Awesome two part series in um, explaining what happened by the first and second base right. of Mictish because that will really get me yes. into the mood of it. Let me join the of thousands, course. is what yes, Yossi wrote. Right. Let thousands. me join the thousands of people who have already been inspired by that. That's mm. uh, it's the whole note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I got, um, I finally ordered the Torah the t- t- Avram. The Torah t- Avram is a safer that Reb Berkowitz would quote from every single year. He's actually giving sheer on it now in the Kolel. Um, and uh, this was uh, Mashkiach, uh, who unfortunately was killed in World War II by the Holocaust, and his Torah t- is absolute fire. Reb Berkowitz would always quote though this piece, and I wanted to see this piece inside. And it would be referred to Rev Berkowitz would sort of always talk about the fear of Elo. Um, Inside the Sefer, it's called the Scheifer of El. Interesting. Um, that the way he starts out is that he says, We have the Scheifer of El that comes, and he says that there's a charada. He says that there's a certain uh, just shaking and just petrified of what's going to be. He says, But I don't understand. Now, listen to how the Teresa Avram puts it. He says, I don't understand. Reish Chaydish that was the time when Moshe Rabbeinu was told by Hashem, come back and do the 42nd days to come and get the second Luchas. Rosh Chodesh is the day that Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, we're done with talking about the golden calf. We're finished with all the depressive talk. I want you to come back up to Shemayim, and I want you to get a Lucha He was told that on Rosh Chodesh Elul. And so, asked the Teres Avram, this is the greatest simcha. This is the greatest joy possible. Hashem is inviting Maisha to come back. What's with all the this, this scary? What's with all the shaking? You know, very famously, uh, they would say, Elul! inside all of the different uh, uh towns in europe and people would faint in the streets he says what shot it should be joy filled it should be something that people are so excited for so then he goes and he explains of course there's a yura in ell he says but it's a Yera, and this is his Lushan. Rev. burke was explained this way but i i just just learned this i want to use his lasian he says it's a yura that is completely entangled with the fear as well, and joy. Yira and Simcha, Yira and Simcha, Yira and Simcha. And he says, what does that mean? He said, well, when the Yidden were told by Hashem that they're about to get the Torah again, there was an absolute joy, but there was also a fear of, I have this chance, I have this opportunity, and I don't want to mess it up, I don't want to lose it. Mm. I I can't let this opportunity slip through my fingers. It's the fear of missed opportunity, as Rev. Berkowitz would always put it to us. And that was something that I am so excited now, Yossi, that we can share with the world. We have an opportunity in Elul to come back to Hashem in an incredible way. And if you should be afraid of anything... The fear of Elo is you're being given the greatest chance possible, and you should be afraid of having it slip through your fingers and losing out on that great opportunity. Right. So you know, see, people are asking. This is what they want to know. They're like, Rabbi, the collar that you're wearing is so tight. It, it, it looks so strong and that you're just so relaxed. And then I go and I show them, That is just the collar, but the rest of the shirt has this like just Jersey feel. It just feels so good out there. Like what is happening, dude? And I explained to them, yeah, it's collars and co. And a lot of them already know about it. A lot of them are just like, oh, that's the collars and co shirt. And then the weird part happens. Yes. When people come in and they want to feel, they want to feel, they want to feel it. But when they feel it, they're
1: like, huh? And public then something service pops announcement in the brain. just because i'm wearing a collars and co shirt doesn't mean you're allowed <laughs> to touch me that's not yeah, just means. to get it's in there it's not an invite it's not but an invite. See, yes i love the shirt and i'm bragging about it i'm telling everyone about it. it doesn't mean you get to slide your hand into my jacket and start going like that
0: but yes i don't mind it because of the face that they make and the face is Why didn't anybody think of that first? Like, how come it took so long for people to realize that you can make the most comfortable shirt out of this kind of material? So breathable, so comfy. And I'm telling you, uh, it's just really has been such a game changer for me, for Yossi. So go to collarsandco.com right now. Promo codes, two cents, TWO cents. Put in that promo code to save yourself some 15% action. And I'm telling you, you're going to send us an email and you're going to just say thank you because it has changed your shirt
1: game. So I I, I, I definitely, obviously, not that he needs me to go with him, but. I, I, definitely go with Robert Berkowitz when I go into LOs, if I'm speaking to the body, tell me, am speaking to my children. Um, I definitely go in. I also, uh, remember a quote from Robert Berkowitz that there's a very big difference and it's very telling of who we are as a people. Nowadays, there's a very big difference between sadness and seriousness. Being serious, having an ear of something serious happening is not sad. It's just serious. L. it doesn't have to be this fearful time, but it has to be a serious one. And I think one of the, one of the beautiful points that people could focus on on El is the idea that it's like waking up from a dream. It's once a year where we stop and we simultaneously recount who we are, what we are and why we're here because it's easy to forget and it's easy to get distracted. And L is the time where we say, I'm not going to be distracted. Hashem, Melech, he's the king and of Venu, and he's my father. So therefore I have a responsibility, which I'll go into in a second, but it's removing a certain amount of, of, of what it was the distance that we created, not just, and it is just, but it's not just a focus on all the things that we've done wrong, the distance that we've created and how we haven't been living our own lives. I think this applies nowadays more than ever, but how distracted we've been, how consumed we've been with so many different things. And we forgot how important focusing on ourselves and our growth is. We have no Mitzvah to judge or think about anyone else, but ourselves on L. And I think. Um, one of the things that, that I remember, um, um, uh, when I was giving over, uh, the the uh, records records on L to, uh, much of my guys was when that happened and call Yisrael, uh, uh, had that era of the second one, uh, of the second Luchas. the, the, the concept there was, was that obviously it's a joyous time. It's a very joyous time and it's beautiful, but they were in severe trauma from the first time they messed up the first time and they had this certain certainty that they would do it again. So there was a heavy trauma, not based in logic, just because it happened once doesn't mean that it's going to happen again, not based in that, just based in that emotion and just based in that feeling of what happened the first time. And I think what Elul as a new beginning means simultaneously planning for that beginning, planning how I'm going to do well, and also letting go of when I haven't done well, taking that time, taking that opportunity to, to, to physically, if I have to stand in front of a mirror and open my hands and say, I'm literally letting these things go. They have a thing in hypnosis about the balloons, right? You fill up the helium in these balloons with all of your regret, with all of your pain, with all your, sadness, with all your, uh, uh, with all them, with all the things that you feel you messed up with all of it. And you hold the helium balloons. And you just focus that they're all, all those feelings and all those emotions and all that judgment and all that trauma and all of it is sitting in those balloons and then you just let them go and you watch them just fly away into the air. Now, what you do from this point with that lighter load in your life, that for me is the main focus of L. The Chuva part, the, the, not the, the going away, the Sorme Ra part is very important, but I think um, the Yitzhakara. I have this, uh, I, I had this idea. I wanted to write not a, not, I don't think it could be a book, but like, uh, a little contrast on just, just different ways that we have. And, and you see in the Tanakh a lot too much for right now that the Yitzhakara gets involved. And when we say that he's crafty and he's a genius, he's so much better than we give him credit for. He's so good at what he does because he doesn't come at us down with Taiva stomp with it because that's not good enough. Something that we didn't ask for, right? I never asked to have any I never asked to want these Averis. I never asked to, to want to be distracted by these things, to want to fill myself up with these things. These were just natural occurrences that instinct gave me and I have to battle, but instinct gave me what he wants is for us to number one, define ourselves by those actions. But number two, more importantly, is that in this, in this sense, is he wants us to so focus on the fact that my definition of who I am is, is evil or bad or, or dirty or, or shameful or whatever, that I need to get rid of that. And until I get rid of that, there's nothing to talk about with anything. Everything else is tainted because of it. So there's nothing to talk about about anything else. And that focus is so off because there's no way to truly live them. And there's definitely, and I think this is why so many people nowadays Just if you're going to come up with one reason why so many people nowadays are so disenchanted with Frankheit, with Judaism, with learning, with growing. It's because so much of their focus, the itzara is put on what it is that they do wrong. And therefore, the doing right doesn't really matter. And it couldn't be further from the truth. There's no way to possibly live just Sor Mayra your assay has to be there so our focus in L and what I try every year L of my focus to be on is okay I did all these things you know right and this is gonna be my plan for not but how what is my uh what is my ammunition where where are my munitions coming where is my power coming from where am I what's my weaponry what am I using to fight this it was the end room Usher uh, Rumasin always used to, he, he loved this message on, um, it's a Roshiana message, on Fast uh, Tayar, where we allow the uh, Klyisro to take an Fast fast. and it's like, what is going on? It's like the furthest thing from what we believe in, because he saw someone that he liked, now we're going to make it okay, we're going to make all these weird things around, but we're going to make it okay, that's not how we operate, that's not who we are, we're a people of Gvura, we're a people of discipline, we're a people, of, how does that work? And he used to say, it's very, very simple when a person goes out to war and these weren't small people, by the way, or in war, they, they, they were, they were very holy people. When a person goes out to war, he's not learning. He's not davening. He's barely putting on his tefillin. He he's not doing anything in the asset aspect. Mm-hmm. What in the world would the Torah be if it demanded of him to live as if he was, It's completely inappropriate to think that this person has the tools to be bigger, to have, that has the tools to become something bigger. That's not, that's not what we believe in. We believe in reality. And reality is, is that the bigger I become, the more, and this is the Rabbi Berkowitz thing also, the more that's just beneath me. It's just beneath me. So our right. focus has to be, there's a Sarmera, but I think we hyper-focus on that sormera way too much, and we don't put enough into my Assetoiva. How am I gonna grow more and more and more this year?
0: Beautiful, beautiful. All right, well, that's all the time we have. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> jokes, jokes, no, I knew the it, second it, it, you would interrupt,
1: we'd be going for forever. <laughs> I just haven't hold on to that. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 very beautiful.
1: And we're gonna take a break for a moment to welcome our and my favorite person to come An-taran. on in right now. However, we will get back to our episode in a minute. Rabbi Nassan Al gans welcome back. Is it fair to say that there are X amount of Jewish women living right now in an Arab village that are unable to get out?
2: Thank you, Rabbi Yossi. I really appreciate the introduction. To answer your question, not only are there currently Many, many Jewish women and children that are trapped in our village, but in a way, it's even worse than that. I'll explain. You see, unfortunately, when someone is suffering, it could be in the wide open as well. Meaning, yeah, we have stories, you know, it's horrible, horrible stories where women are mistreated. I I don't want to say treated like cattle because they care about their cattle, you know, and we're not going to go into it in the public forum, but the Gemara talks about. How they act—it's—it's—it's it, it's, it's literally that way. When sometimes one one of the guys wanted to teach his wife a lesson, so he tied her to a tree for 24 hours, literally 24 hours a day over the night, and oh my the kids are suffering unbelievably. So we save them, but unfortunately, there are many cases where quote unquote women could be living in a public setting, right? Could be a Be'er sheva but they know that if they're threatened, that if they leave, they'll be killed, or the kids will be killed. You know, Baruch Hashem, throughout Yad Lacham's history, no one we've ever rescued has been killed. Baruch Hashem, throughout the years, every kid's been saved and every woman's been saved. But to answer your question, Rabbi Yossi, yes. There are women and children that are trapped in our villages. And we have clandestine people, people who work undercover in the Arab village to get the word out to them, to send messages. We work with Arab sheikhs, by the way, who don't want Jew- Arab men marrying Jewish women to try to put ads to make sure they reach out to us. So the work is there and the difference between them Coming out to a life of freedom is the people watching this podcast.
1: Guys, get out there. Yad, uh, Yad Lachem. <laughs> save yad lachem. Dot org works too, dot by the org. way. we can do today, yad Get out there and donate to this unbelievable necessity. I don't even want to call it like a cause. Like, these are our brothers and sisters out there. Let's save them. SaveAworld.org. And now back to our episode.
0: Yes, you laid it out so. Perfectly. That all I am going to do right now is I just want to like shoot some points that you said over there because there were two that that were great. I am going to go backwards. Uh, that idea from Reb Usher is absolute gold. You know, it's funny uh, when the Gemara talks about the Malach that came to Yeshua, uh to come and to complain to him that yoshua then when they were sounding surrounding Yuriho, that that the Malach said to him that you are not learning. And um, Yoshua was tired from the war. Uh, there, there was so much going on over there. And he said to Yoshua, all right, you know, like you're, it's the end of the day and you put down your swords and everything. So now all he wanted to do was have a little rest. But the malach said to him. No, 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 you have to be learning right now. The Yisabai Yomam Valaila is one of the places that we learn from, that you have to be learning the whole time. And Rabasher just gave us an incredible insight as to why. It's because people who are at war are living um, the Sur Meira, which we'll just call simply as survivor mode you're just in survival. you're just trying to keep your head above right. water and, and keep basics anybody's just trying to keep the head above water is going to be pulled down constantly towards um negativity whereas the molecule is trying to tell yoshua no no i say like as a mm. kid that that you, ha- you have to go much further so that 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 is a beautiful point about life not just l that, that, that yeah. that's a great point about just living, really, really, really living. And Yossi's other point about the fact of if you just really focus on the Surah Meirah, the very famous question is, is that shouldn't Yom Kippur come before Rosh Hashanah? Meaning, shouldn't the I'm sorry of Yom Kippur, because Yom Kippur is all about, you know, I'm sorry for what I've done. Rosh Hashanah, if you look into the tefillah, you're not going to find anything that says I'm sorry. Rosh Hashanah is just about making Hashem the king. And this comes back, the very famous answer is that we don't put the sormerab before the Asay Tov in this particular place of Elul, of the lead up. Uh, rabbi Sol Salanter would would call this, uh, Rabbi Waxman said Rabbi Sol Salanter would call um, Elul, he wouldn't call it Chaydish Elul, he'd call it Chaydish Elul. <laughs> Beautiful, no? It's, it's such a, a, a That's rabbi. So great. He would call it Chaydish Elul. And 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 the reason why is because you're being Mikadesh, and he had such a beautiful line. Rebbe Waxman said that we know that Elul is considered the Erev Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, which is the Shabbos. Anybody who is Toreach, anybody who works hard on Erev Shabbos, then, then they get to eat on Shabbos. Anybody who's Toreach, anybody who has a Tirch, anybody who works hard in Elul will have an incredible... Einig and have a credible menucha when it comes to Rosh Hashanah Yom, Yom Kippur. So, this is the time now of the preparation to have that. And so, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, no, you have the Asaytaiv before the Sormirah. And the reason why is because the Asaytaiv is really building us into a place of saying, look at the greatness that I can have and that I can become. And that's Elul is saying, don't focus on the past, rather look at the greatness that you couldn't have. If only you put yourself into it. And then this is the point, you can't really know what you've done wrong until you've been out of the mire, until you've been out of the Man. dirt. I had um, years ago, years ago, there was a, a kid that I knew, um, uh, he you know he fell into drugs and different things and um we had made like a deal once and uh, it didn't work out but um he was supposed to go clean for like a year and it didn't work out initially but like two years later i get a phone call i remember i was in israel i get a phone call and i see it's a caller id is blocked nowadays i never pick up those calls ever but but back then it was like a novelty hmm, who's calling? so I go and I pick up and it's this kid and he calls and uh, he says to me I just want to let you know that I'm now a year clean I said wow it's amazing call wow. well, what you do and he went to rehab this and that but this is what he said to me he said I want to let you know something incredible he said back when I was doing whatever the drugs that I was involved in he said the things that I did he said I stole from my younger sister I knew where she kept her money and uh, like literally, his 10-year-old sister was saving up for something I stole from her. He said, my father once tried to talk to me. He said, I ended up hitting my own father. Like, 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 really terrible. He said, but then the next day, I went and I said, I'm sorry to them both. Meaning when I sobered up the next day or two days or a week later, I was crying to them. I really thought I meant it. He said, I didn't mean a thing. He said, a year later, a year later, now that I'm clean, a year later, I recognize what kind of monster I was. Wow. I just got, he's like, before I called you, I called my father crying, begging for, I called my sister begging for forgiveness. The reason why we do the assay before the Sormer, the reason why Rosh Hashanah comes before Elo is because you can't say you're sorry yet. You don't even know what you're sorry for. And if you just say you're sorry is lip service, you have to first be clean long enough. You have to have an Elul, then you have to have a Rosh Hashanah, you have to make Hashem your king, and you have to recognize, wow, now that I'm so clean from all those things, I can't believe I was ever that monster. I can't believe I was ever so small and then when it comes to Yom Kippur then you give a real good I'm sorry and you can really cry because now you've put distance between yourself and the Ra and that's the only real I'm sorry that counts because then it's genuine it comes after the work and you recognize how destructive you once were so now we're focusing completely on making it a El, not just a high el like resource Salanter says in the preparation so yes let's spend the next few minutes over here let's talk practical so, what practically yeah, so can people I, do I, let me hear
1: yeah so I'm um, I'm you know I um I just read us in a safer and it, it it really moved me um where a lot of people are going to say something like uh younger people mainly like You know, I don't relate to the fact that, like, I'm sitting there and I'm praising, like, during the evening, I'm praising Hashem and I'm this and that, like, I don't know, like, you know, he needs me to praise him, he needs me to, and it it was a rebbe whatever, the rebbe was saying, it's because you don't believe that about yourself. You don't believe about your own greatness, therefore, you don't feel uh, um, adequate to say it properly. And there's a truth to that. novening. it's a little bit of a level, and not for now. But I think in El, there's the chuva uh, on the on the idea that you were just saying. There's the chuva to Hashem, and I think so many people are focusing on the "I'm sorry to the Rabbi Inishallah, I'm sorry to Hashem. Hashem forgave us. I'm, I'm saying, it, you know, it doesn't mean we could do whatever we want, but, but I'm saying the are bunch of there. He's all in, he's bought all in. Are we also able though to focus on apologizing and forgiving main main point there is forgiving ourselves because when we do get out of the muck, like you said, when we are sober and we look back, a lot of times what holds us there is our own judgment of ourselves we don't give ourselves chuva we don't give ourselves a good fit we don't and we and, and we have to we have to believe that for ourselves and the only way to do that is like you said is to get out of that muck is to get out. so the practical uh you know for me the practical so yossi, thing yossi, it, is number on, one yeah, yeah I,
0: I i wanted you to explain to everybody why they don't believe that they could have it before you get into the practical cuz I want you to add that into the uh, practical.
1: Right. Okay. So 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 they go they go to hand in hand with me. So as I go work with so it says why um why I feel like we're on like a campus uh radio thing over here where we like this is only for JK members or something like that. But um as I go work was always says um why? Uh, why do we make such a big deal about a bar mitzvah? Technically, it should be uh, not, you know, it's not a sad day, but like a, a serious thing. Like, you know, this kid now is taking on all the mitzvahs. It's 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 heavy. It's not easy. It's not. What's all the Simcha about? So you said the Simcha is about the idea that we celebrate responsibility. We celebrate the idea of somebody taking responsibility. That's what we're celebrating at a bar mitzvah. It's nothing else. It's not the mitzvah he's, he's going to do. It's not the age he reached. It's the idea that there is another Jew taking responsibility. Um, I feel that one of the reasons that we don't, and it's not the only reason I want to be clear, but one of the reasons that I find, that people don't feel that about themselves is that they are not taking responsibility in their own lives. And when I say that, I'm not saying it the way most people or a lot of people are going to say it that, Oh, that person needs to start taking more responsibility for themselves. I mean, as a whole, as a package, as everything, you're not taking actual real responsibility. So the good that happens, the good traits you have, the things you have worked on, you're not taking responsibility for that. You're only taking responsibility on the other side of things. So, um and blame and shame uh, from the other side so first for me the first practical thing that we need to do is understand about ourselves that we are responsible beings we are responsible individuals and we have the koach we have the power to be able to be bigger no matter where we're holding we do have the power to be bigger and if that means that you have to sit there like a like an assignment in third grade like a punishment in third grade to sit there writing that a thousand times i have the responsibility to be me and i can be bigger i have that power have that strength to be bigger that's where that's the first practical stage i start and then we go in for where we want to be bigger within, you know, these things a lot of people have heard already within attainable, uh, Kabbalists and attainable goals. Very
0: good. Yeah, good. So uh, to have those attainable goals and to recognize, um, that form of taking responsibility, um, I I wanted to just add in uh, because, uh, we're getting, we, we, we are getting like closer to now. but I want to add in, what Rev Berkowitz would always say every single year, which is that um, he would say, what was Hashem doing during the month of El? Meaning that we know that in Tishrei, uh, Hashem created the world. It's Machleikas over there, the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, that's uh, Tishrei or Nisan. But we say that Hayom Harat Olam, we say it in uh, in Tefillah, that this is the day that Hashem created the world. So says Rev Berkowitz, if I remember correctly, he, he quotes the B'nai Yisachar, that he says, what was Hashem doing during the month before creation? You know, what was Hashem's, uh, his job or his attitude? And more than that, we know that each month uh, from Sefi Yetzirah, each month has within itself, and you've discussed this uh, in the past, you, you said this actually by our talk, that uh, each month has its own time that connects to us in a certain way and we can tap into. And he said that in Elul, Hashem had Ratzan. In Elul, Hashem just had will. And that means that Hashem was willing a world and to be. Hashem was dreaming about making a great world. Hashem just had the ruts and that, ah, I can't, I'm going to make people and it's going to be beautiful. Hashem just dreamed up a reality. And a part of Elo is for us to dream up a reality. It's for us to talk a dream. It's for us to sit there and to really think This is my year. Ah, the past, it wasn't. Shah about the past. There is no past. You know, the way Rabbi Waxman says it is is that it's incredible. Friday afternoon is called Samach Hashecha. It's right before the dark. Elul is right before the dark, meaning that it's the whole year. You're coming with a package of everything from beforehand. So you're coming with an entire mountain on your shoulders of I can't. Because look at the whole year, look at everything that came with me, look at everything that I have, and, 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 and I'm at the end of it now, and I'm so close to darkness, where's there going to be light? And you need to know that Rosh Hashanah is the R, Rosh Hashanah is the light, and you yourself have to spark that with a dream. You have to spark that light with a rotten, with an attitude of Although I'm coming from things from before, but as long as I'm dreaming this into reality, as long as I'm wanting this to be whom I am now, A dream needs to take focus. You can't just stomp dream of unicorns and leprechauns. It's got to be something real. It's got to be something that is solidified. What is your dream? What are you dreaming of? What are you dreaming to take responsibility of for this year? Is it more learning? Is it to be more patient? Is it to have better relationships with people is it for you to get up at 4:35 o'clock in the morning and and learn orisa or to do the dafiyemi what is it Really dream, really, really dream in this year. You know, I, y'all see, I think that we're both walking, talking examples of this dream because I never heard El explain this way. I never heard it explained like Riv Berkowitz's Mahalik of first off be petrified to lose the opportunity of. This L. And what is the opportunity? The opportunity is to dream big and to understand that before the before I do a sormeira, I have to work on my asse taive of really taking on responsibility and saying, I, 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 I could, I actually could. Why not me? What about me? Right? Like, why not me? Like, why can't I have that? And I think in those three years by Rev Berkowitz, I think I went from that thought of coming in like, all right, I'll hear him out, but nothing will really happen to me, where it was compacted over from L to Elul to L of step to, step to step to step to keep on saying, I actually could, I do have a place. And it was always the Rutsen of Ell that drove me, and I believe you, and I believe so many people ask, what's with all these Rav Berkowitz guys? Nachi asked us, you know, how come every third guy that I'm kind of meeting on meaningful people? It's always a Berkowitz guy. And the answer is L. <laughs> the answer is the Tires of of just petrified to lose out. We got one life in order to accomplish and I'm petrified to let it slip through my fingers so I'm going to dream big and then Hashem will provide in that rut. and I dream big in this month Hashem dreams big along with me. Hashem is there to provide for me. Hashem is there to build. This is the year that you want as long as it's something that is uber focused on what the Ritzayin Hashem is. You can't just dream on your own without including Ritzayin Hashem. So you include the ruts and Hashem along with you and then you come to Rosh Hashanah, your Mamlech Hashem, you make him your king with all that rotten that you had. This is the year, this is the relationship that I want to have with you. And then when it comes to Yom Kippur, you turn around and you're like, wow, if this is talk of the person that I plan to be this year, how in the world was I ever that small? And then you have a real Khal Rata, a real Aziva Sachet, you know, you have a real regret and a real just, just. Pushing away yeah. any evil ever, and that's how a person really grows inside this incredible, incredible month—the rotson
1: Right, all right. Yeah, and and uh, Hashem, uh, that's, uh, n- not not to add to that, not to add, not to add to that anything, but just the idea, just to because I think it's just it's so important, and it's what we're missing so much of nowadays. Is if all you did in el and Rosh Hashanah and Kippur was that. Was develop a rutzen to be bigger and held on to that rutzen to be bigger, you killed it. You did great. You did great. I hope I could do that this year. Just 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 to 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 not try to survive, <clears throat> but try to actually be bigger. Yeah.
0: And and Ahmed Lifney a I remember that Reb Usher rubinstein your old Rashiva, Avi's old Rashiva. i remember he gave a share we used to have this share in our old car you remember the mitsubishi we had our old car uh and and so we mm-hmm. had like three cds mm-hmm. and one of them was yeah we in had that, tape, that in there, yeah, yeah inside over there and i I, right. I remember i was just first maybe and go off high school but that always made such an incredible incredible effect on me so I would tell people, yes, let's leave them off with the most practical of advices. They bring that in Navardic, Um, they would sit, and you can definitely talk to this of just maybe call it self-hypnosis, I'm not sure, but they would say over a line a hundred times to themselves, I don't know, and they would sit over and over and over again, and they would just focus up and they would meditate on that line, and I would tell people, it comes, yeah, we say, Hashem, when it comes to Elul, and for Svaradim, we have Selichot, but when you're personal, your own personal growth, I would tell people, and this was the final, not the final, but this was, I think, the cross of what it is that Rupert gave us as advice in Elul, that he would say to us, that he would say to us, look, I know that you daven a lot, but go into a room and really talk to Hashem about what you want this year. People should sit and first sit in the room and they would for five minutes, just think these words, and start to think, what do those words mean? We know the word is something that's more harsh and Amira is something more positive. Nothing harsh can stand in front of Rotson, in front of the will of Hashem and in front of Maya. Go and then afterwards sit and really, really speak to Hashem in what you want your life to be for this year. So, those are the avodas that we're trying to give off for this you're an elil hashem it should talk be a kodesh elul, not just a kodesh elul for everybody and to have the greatest Hashanah yom kippur followed by this elul ever
1: all right all right hashem. everybody should have not only a beautiful and uplifting and growing elul, but a simcha dikka one especially around our kids let's have simcha this elbizrat Hashem and uh and 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 we should know we should know good we should know Chuva, we should know simcha and simcha's from it we should know we should know real life.
0: All right. So I am Ari Ben Shushan. I'm Yasi Ben Shushan, and this has been the Two Cents Podcast. <laughs>